Why, hello again. <laughs> Second time this week, we got another episode for you. And I'd like to announce that we got a new microphone. Got this thing in the mail today. Amazon was fast. So I'm hoping my voice sounds crispy. This thing is uh, looks pretty tech. It's definitely an upgrade. Uh, I'm going to kind of rush through the commercials today just because I got shit to do. I got to go eat dinner. I got to go play with my dog, Elwood. My other dog, Amber. She needs a belly rub. You know what I mean? I got things to do. I'm responsibilities. Um, so first up, this episode is brought to you by Narragansett Beer. You can check out everything that they're doing at NarragansettBeer.com. I really like their autocrat coffee milk stout. It's delicious. But they got a great lager. Their summer ale crushes. They also did a cool collab with Dell's Lemonade, which was really good. I haven't had that in a minute, but maybe that's the next one I'm going to get. And as always, each episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboards. If you could follow us on social media, uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that is at All I Need Skate. Thank you. Um, Surf Expo. Good looks. This podcast was recorded at Surf Expo in Orlando, Florida. Those guys flew me down there, gave me a booth, gave me access to all these epic people. So thank you for supporting the podcast. And today's guest is Colin Poitras. Uh I spoke with him before, man. Actually, he's interviewed me when he worked at Transworld, so it was kind of a role reversal here. But uh, Colin's done a lot of cool stuff, man, from humble beginnings at Stratosphere Skate Shop to working for Transworld, DVS, and now Adidas. It's cool to sit down with him, man. I know you guys are going to enjoy this. Sit back, relax, take a load off, and maybe get a Gantt beer. I don't, I don't know. Or popcorn, Reese's, get some sweets, maybe some turkey, mashed potato. I'm so hungry. I'm going to go eat. All right, I got to go. Peace. This is the Shetland Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability. To make up. When things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah, come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. You're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. You know? Sometimes you don't think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yeah. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the streets. Colin, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. Yeah, we were we were. Uh, We've talked many times. We have. I think our, our first conversation was actually over the phone, um, an interview for, for Transworld yeah. skateboarding uh, years ago. You're usually on the other end asking the questions. I am, yeah. It feels a little unusual for me to be on the receiving end of, of an interview, but uh, it's, it's cool. I feel comfortable with you. Sick. Well, let's start, at, let's start about how you found your first board. My first skateboard, I think, man, I was like, I was trying to think uh, coming into the show, the, the story, and it was like, Honestly, I think it's like the same as a lot of dudes. It was like a, you know, Kmart, Walmart board. And I, I started skating when I, it was like 1988 or 89. And I'm, I was born in 1981. So I was super young when I first got into it. Um, I'm an only child. And so like, I didn't really have, you know, brothers or sisters or anyone like kind of around me really. And so skateboarding was like one of those things I could do by myself and yeah. like really just, you know, do whatever I wanted to. And it was, a, I, I, I remember thinking like, 
hey, this is like such an individual thing, and I was already kind of independent on my own just by virtue of being an only child. I think that it was so such an attractive thing yeah. uh, in that way. Uh, and so yeah, like I, I had this like you know crappy board, but like. You know, at the time, it's like your parents, like, they don't know what real skateboarding is. And, like, they just, like, oh, a skateboard here. Like, I'll buy it at Walmart here. Like, just give it to you. I, like, rode that thing into the ground. Like, I just, like, I remember, and I think I still may have it, like, in my dad's attic or something. And it's just. that'd be sick. And it's just shredded. You know, like, the thing was destroyed. And that, like, my dad, I think, at that time was like, okay, like, let's get this kid, like, a legit skateboard. And he's, like, basically proven that this is what he wants to do. So, and I, I remember it, it was a um, Ed Templeton uh, New Deal board when he, when he was riding for New Deal at the time. It had A1 meets on it, independent trucks, and it came in an Eastern Skateboard Supply Box. Because oh, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Georgia, you know, and it just, uh, my dad got it at, at Stratosphere, which is the, you know, the skate shop in, in Atlanta there. And, Grant's father, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was my that was my first real skateboard. I was I'm always really conflicted about those uh, shitty skateboards because it's like they're shitty and you get on them and if you really get into skating it's just gonna fall apart. But at the same time it's like your parents are never gonna buy you a hundred and twenty dollar skateboard if you don't they don't even know if you like it. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was kind of one of those things like you make it work like that's what you got and like I was you know remember trying to learn tricks on it and like did the best that I possibly could with it. Yeah. And so then I remember like when I got a real one I was like. Holy shit! This is like totally different. Like this is a real functional product, and like I instantly was like, could skate better because it was a real, it was a real yeah. piece of, it was a real skateboard. You don't stand on it; it's already soggy from the get-go. That's yeah, what, it's like yeah, like there. God, yeah, exactly. Did you ever try to get sponsored? Yeah, like and then growing up, you know, like I, I never, I never put it down. Um, I was, I was, I'd like to think that I was like pretty good, okay, at skateboarding, and I was like trying to be a full-on am and like skating every day, trying to film videos and stuff. But I, I just never had like that kind of like next level of, of talent. I think that it took to to take it there to that next level. But I was, you know, I was in the scene skating downtown Atlanta all the time, you know, learning tricks, like you know, rolling with legit dudes, like all, all of our, you know, all the the dudes in the city and stuff. But, uh, rolled around with all those guys, uh, but my big my big thing came in uh, probably '96. Um, you know, I was rolling around with the Stratosphere guys. Those were all my my buddies, and I was always way younger than them. Um, yeah. You know, just then I was living in the city. I lived like in Little Five Points, Virginia Highlands, in Atlanta, oh, which is which is right you know right by Stratosphere. And I was I was you know became friends with Thomas. He he knew me from you know just coming into the store as a little kid, like literally like a 10, 11 year old, 12 year old kid. And, I remember I, I came home one day from school, and I was, like, probably 16, and Thomas left a message on my answering machine. I didn't even know the dude had my number, and he was like, hey, Colin, it's Thomas at the shop. Like, want to know if you want a job. Like, you want to come work, work at the shop? And I was like, holy shit. I, like, I, sa- I, saved, the, I saved the message. It was, like, gave, like, literally, like, giving me goosebumps now just thinking about it. It was, like, so fucking psyched, dude. Like, I, I couldn't even believe it. And so, like, I, I remember I called him right back. I'm like, hey, dude, yeah, totally, totally, I'll take the job. Like, and so he's like, all right, show, you know, show up the Saturday. Like, you know, shop opens at 11 or whatever. So, um, and then it was, the rest was history, man. I, I worked at Stratosphere for, man, like, all through high school. And then, you know, I, I went off, after I graduated high school, I went off to college. Sick. Um, but would come back in the summers and, and work at the shop, you know. Like, and the tailors are, like, family to me, man. Like, Thomas has been, like you know, such a fuck, like, almost like, you know, in a weird way, like, a father figure in, in a lot of ways, like, growing up, like, he was, you know, a lot older than me, and I think he was that to, to a lot of the guys that were, you know, in Atlanta, he's a, you know, pro skater from the 80s, and, like, you know, this was the 90s, and he was, you know, at least one or two generations older than most of the he, people. He had been there and done it. So. He had been there and done that, and he, you know, he understood skateboarding, you know, in a way that a lot of people in Atlanta didn't, man, this is Georgia, you know, like, fuck, like, I feel like a lot of people in California, you know, and you, you can probably relate to being from, you know, New England, like, 
skateboarding is just not there. Like people just don't know about it. Like skate in, in California, like skateboarding is everywhere. It's a thing, and people, you know, it's it's around. But fuck, man, in Georgia, like especially then in the '90s, like you tell people you're a skateboarder, and they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, California, it's so oversaturated. It's because it was part of the surfing culture, so immersed in that whole coast, you know. But for us, we're so divided on the East Coast, which is so it's, it doesn't really click until it's starting to change now, you know, which is awesome. Um, I like what you're describing. You're just describing the importance of a core skate shop, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, from there I was hooked, man. Like, I got super into the into the business side of it. Like, I love the product. Like, I loved all the brands. I love, like, working with customers. I love, like, giving getting dudes the right board and, like, you know, working with people who were, you know, buying their first skateboard or, like, working with dudes that were buying, like, their, you know, 50th skateboard. Like, yeah. whatever. Just, like... Uh, that and then footwear, like I was super into footwear and like learning about all the different products and you know just that, that whole side of the business was like was super cool and like you know as things got on I was like okay like it's pretty clear I'm not going to be this pro skateboarder that like I always wanted to be but like I could you know potentially like be around skateboarding and be and contribute to it you know and what did you what did you go to school for? Uh, so I was like you know I was pretty into to school like growing up I was like pretty focused on studies and stuff I like it was like school and skateboarding. Um, and was I that was, from your parents? Uh, no, maybe. I mean, my mom was a teacher, and so, like, yeah, I, yes, to answer your question, yeah, I was, for sure. Yeah, my, my mother was a teacher in Atlanta Public Schools, and she was, like, uh, super focused on education. She'd be an educator her whole life. My dad's a military guy, and so I wow. think the combination of, like, the two of that was just, like, hey, you need to, like, be serious about school. They and, had you on the right track. Yeah, they had me on the right track, and, like... I, I wanted to be on that track, you know, like, I, I like school in a lot of ways, like, a lot of dudes that I was skating with, like, didn't at all, you know, like, a lot of skaters are like, you know, fuck school, like, we, we, all we need is skating, whatever, I was on, like, a little bit of a different path, but, like, whatever, I was just doing my own thing, and other people were doing their thing, and so, yeah, um, some people at school is great for totally, yeah, yeah, like, what you know, whatever works for you, you know, like, different, People were into different stuff, you know, yeah. whatever. So I'm a bit like uh, I don't know if you're a nerd, but I'm a little bit of a nerd. If you can't tell, I like podcasting, technology. I like learning and expanding. And like some ska- skateboarding, it's kind of a foreign thing. Like it's starting to change now, but for a while, skating was just like fuck everything, skate or die. You know. Now I feel like it's loosening up a little bit, and everyone from all walks of life. But uh, so you did the schooling. What did you go to college for? So uh, yeah, when I got to college, like I, I really focused on English um, and writing. Like that was um, Brad, I'm my, jealous. yeah my big thing. And there was a little bit of music in there too. Like I've always been a drummer. Um, like big into music. Like played in rock bands and you know, heavy metal bands and punk bands and stuff growing up. Yes. Um, so like there was uh, it was like a big focus on on drumming and music. And I was like oh maybe that's like a career. But then the writing thing was always like a big thing for me. I loved writing, creative writing, doing interviews and stuff like that. And I was like I was like kind of good at it. You know like so. You, you like to do the stuff that you're good at, right? Like yeah. so, um, yeah, the yeah, more I the more I did it, and the more I learned, and the more classes I took, like I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm super into this. What was your first writing gig? Uh, and so the first writing gig was like, okay, so I got out of college, and I'm like, damn, like what am I gonna do? You know? And like at the time, really, like the band stuff had kind of like blown out, and it was just like, it's not. I didn't really see it as a way to like uh, make legitimate money, like as a career. So I was like, fuck, like, maybe I'll do some, like, writing stuff. And, like, I, I was living in California, and, like, I was really struggling to get a job in the industry. Like, anything. You know, I was like, fuck, like, I've, I've got all this experience. And, like, um, working at a skate shop, and, you know, it, I was having a really hard time. But Transworld, uh, Transworld Skateboarding, and, and Transworld Business, like, in particular, the, you know, the business mag that yeah. they have about they have the, the industry. Yeah, yeah, the industry and stuff. They, they were... 
they had an open position for an editor for the skateboarding business, and they were like, they put out, it was like a contest, it was like a writing contest. For the For like the, the people whose like resumes kind of made it to the, the final end, they had like, I think probably four or five guys, and they're like, okay, you guys are going to have like a, a write-off, basically, <laughs> like, who can do the best article, and like... That's fucking awesome. Oh, it was insane, man. I was like, I was so broke. I was like, it had been six months of trying to find a job. I was like already broke at the beginning of that search, and like, this was like literally my last chance, and uh, I went, I remember I was living in Northern California, and I drove to San Francisco to do a story with Kent at FDC. Yeah. And, like, it was about how they were moving to Japan, and, and like, it was a cool story. Like, it was this rad, like, retail story, you know? And, like, I, I worked with Kent. I'm like, Kent, I don't know you, and, and you don't know me, but this is so important that I do a good job. Oh, I know that feeling. I with know that with feeling. this article, and, like, he was like, he's like, dude, look, let's get this job for you. Like, I was like, this is a writing contest. Like, it's for you, and, like, I want to make it rad, but also if it's good, like, I get this job. And he's like, okay, like, we're going to make this shit work. And let's I was knock like, it out the park. Let's knock it out of the park. And, like, sure enough, man, I, I turned it in, and I got the call, and I got the job, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is, like, the second best thing since, like, Thomas called me to work at the shop. I'm now, like, in the skateboarding industry. Yeah, that's And I moved, um, I packed up my van and, like, drove down to San Diego and Oceanside, where, where Transworld was, and, like, overnight, man, I'm, like, plugged into everyone, and, like, all those dudes I was hitting up to work in their warehouse, like, the VPs of those companies are, like, hitting me up to do interviews, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this, so cool. this, is, cra- this is crazy. What are some of the more notable interviews that you can, that you got on top of your head? Oh man! Sorry uh, to put you on. The yeah, spot, no, that's a good, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I I'll tell you one that that was really that was really cool. Um, I, I got a I got a call from well, it wasn't even a call. I think it was just an exchange. Like I was talking to Jim Jim Thibault, um at Deluxe. I'm jealous. And it was like I, I remember it, it was like fuck, like it was like. You know, I'd never really been up there or really hung out with those guys, just heard the stories. And, like, Deluxe was always, like, such a, uh, like, an awesome group of people to me. Like, just all their brands were so cool to me. And, it's like, such raw skateboarding. Yeah, and just their, their perspective and their, like, you know, uh, the way that they look at skateboarding, to me, like, always resonated, like, true. And, like, that this is, like, the way I look at things, too. It's funny because Atlanta and SF, it's like I have similar vibes a little bit. It's like... I don't know. It's for whatever reason, it feels similar to me. Same with the East Coast and SF. It's just like a little raw, or like compared to Southern California. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And um, yeah, so and so like Jim was like, like, come on up, man. Like, let's let's do this. Yeah. And he was like, and he's like, meet me in my warehouse, you know, at in Oakland. Like we're doing like a like a shoot or or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. So I took, I, I landed in SF, and I was, like, kind of late, you know, like, and I, I text him, like, yo, I'm, I'm, like, late, like, and he's, like, he's, like, it's cool, like, just take a cab out. So I take a cab out to Oakland. I don't know if you've ever been to Jim's warehouse out there. Like, I have. It's, yeah. like, you know, in, like, the hood in Oakland and shit. I'm, like, dude, what am I, where, I'm, where am I, you know, like, this, is, this is so cool. It was, like, such an adventure, like, and I'm, like, I'm, like, young. I was, like, you know, 23 or something at the time, so I'm still, like, a young kid, like, you know. And overwhelmed. It, it, overwhelmed and, like, yeah, just, like, still, like, starstruck at the whole thing, you know, and so, like, I go to his warehouse and it's fucking like the raddest ramp the ramp that i'd heard all this stuff about it's like where green day was like used to rehearse and stuff yep. and it was like dennis Buznitz, max shaft nick dompierre ernie torres like all those dudes were in there just ripping this ramp yeah and like darren howard was there you know he was the team manager at the Darren's time the and um yeah it was so cool um and and i just grabbed my board and like started skating with those dudes i was like i didn't know what to say and i was kind of like the dude that there was that was kind of like the outsider you know and yeah. so like the best thing that i knew to do was like i'm gonna just drop in with these dudes and start skating yeah that's awesome you know and like and it, it kind of like broke the ice a little bit i felt like and like just started you know treading around with these dudes and then they they were they were doing a it was like a shoot for for something it was like a 
I can't exactly remember what it was. Yeah. But it was the, all those all those guys were there, and like I then you know Jim, from there uh, I jumped in his car and he took me to Deluxe back when it was in the old building. Yeah. And just gave me this tour. It was like me and him, and like just the fucking realest dude. Like literally, like it was such a cool interview. Like such an honest guy. You know, like yeah. he just came off just real genuine and real honest. And I look up to Jim a lot, man. I I, I actually want to get him on the podcast. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm jealous of you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like yeah, just such a cool cool experience and he he made it special you know and yeah. like when i when i left i like wrote him this huge email like jim like you may not know it but like that whole experience to me was like so fucking cool and like yeah. i'll definitely like remember that like from now like going forward is like one of the coolest kind of skateboard experiences that's awesome well we're gonna jump forward a little bit now um to what you're doing nowadays um, okay, yeah, so now I, I've worked at a bunch of different brands um, since Transworld. Yeah. Um, but currently I work at Adidas Skateboarding. Sick. Yeah. What, what are you doing there? What's your job title, I guess? Um, I'm the, the U.S. communications manager, which which basically means I'm like the, the marketing director for the U.S. or marketing manager for the U.S. Sick. I oversee um, everything that goes on here. Wow. Here, yeah. How did this job come to be? Just connections over the years or what? Yeah, you know, honestly, like um, working at the magazine and just being in the industry for as long as as I have, I just have developed a lot of really cool relationships with people, and um, a lot of that kind of played into it. Um, I think like there was you know some people that I, I knew that were working at the brand, and the position opened up, and I started interviewing. It was a really long process to, to get in there, but I I made it in. That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, that seems like a really cool job. And then, have you actually been to the headquarters and all that stuff? Yeah, I, I work in the headquarters. I was oh, you do? I, yeah, I was living in, in L.A. And then uh, the job required that I move up to Portland, Oregon, which is where Adidas is located. So. Do, you, do you stay with uh, Templeton? Elliot? Yeah. Yeah, he's up there. It's funny because he, uh, he moved there, um, I think, a few months after I had moved there. Oh, sick. And so uh, he, he came by the office, and he and I went out to lunch. It. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see him all that often, but I know he's there and stuff. Yeah, he came on the podcast and we were talking a little bit about how he got to skate. The you guys had like a little park at Adidas. Yeah, we have like a little, uh, little skate park at our um, offices. It's like under the parking garage there. And then most people skate over at Silas's oh, at the, the garage. that place looks amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And a lot of our staff, you know, at lunch and stuff, will go, go skate over there. Seems like such a cool little area and cool scene. It is, man. Portland's a really cool community and like a really kind of progressive, cool city. It feels like. Um, kind of feels like California, you know, to me. Like, well, how do you survive the rain? Uh, it's been <laughs> tough, man. Honestly, like, it's uh, it wasn't so bad. Like the first year that I moved there, uh, I think it was one of the driest years. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh man, like all this rain talk is all hype. Like it's so nice here because like the sum, it was like uh, the best like NorCal weather for like eight months. Yeah. It never rained. I was like, dude, this is all hype. This whole rain shit is like, what do they just not want people to know how awesome it is up here? Yeah. It's crazy. Go ahead, check it all out. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, lately it's been like every single day for weeks on yeah. end, like six, six, seven weeks of nonstop rain, and it's like it kind of like puts a damper on. Things. You're just listening to Nirvana on repeat. <laughs> totally. Like, ah. Exactly. You can see where that music came from, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. being in the rain all day. Well, Colin, thank you, man. Right on, Anthony. Us I appreciate it. And usually these are much longer, um, but since I'm doing Surf Expo, I'm shortening them up a little bit so I can talk to multiple people. But you have to come back on, okay? Cool. I, I would love to, and I uh, appreciate you having me. It's an honor. No worries. Thank yeah. you. Right on. Hell yeah. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Experience the train, pop, thrust, hop, bore, come on, experience the train, pop, thrust, hop, bore, come on, experience the train, pop, thrust, hop, bore, come on, experience the train, pop, thrust, hop, bore, come on, experience the train, pop, thrust, hop,
experience rocking with the reed. 